Dude, so I got some cool stuff going on today. Um, Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, man. So first of all, uh, you know, NFT NYC, pretty cool event. There, there's been some weird stuff going on this like morning. Like the protesters. Yeah. So I mean, in the protesters, it turned out being it was it was staged. It was fake. But oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it was actually from like um, Adams Bomb Squad or something. And and it's funny because you can tell that it's a marketing ploy because if you look at if you look at all of the different signs being held up, only one of them actually mentions the NFT project's name. And it's, like, not a really well-known one. Like, I hadn't heard of them before this. Um, I don't even know what they're doing. I didn't take the time to look into it. But I might because that's that's a really clever marketing. And, and dude, the signs. Did you look at the protest? I, I, I saw a couple brief things. I didn't get to dig in close. Dude, they, they copied a lot of very... Very like uh, notorious and well-known protesting signs throughout history. Like they had like um, the God hates NFTs. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yep, and you know that. that was like the anti-gay marriage uh, protests and stuff like that. Yep. Um, you know they had uh, a couple other ones that were talking about like you know like NFT rights and stuff like that. But yeah, it, they they were actually really clever and really smart in the way they did it. But you can see all the sign designs. They had them like broken out and yeah, there's only one of them. That's like talking about Adam bomb squad. Uh, and, and I might even be saying their name wrong, but yeah, so it was definitely a big ploy, but it, it got some attention, you know? <laughs> yeah. But what, what was the marketing ploy for? What were they like? Mark- well, I mean, they knew it would go viral. So oh, you, you look at it and you see, all right, the, the entire NFT space is talking about this NFT protest because it's unheard of, right? Like, mm-hmm. where else have you seen a protest like that about something as, like, obscure as NFTs? Right. Right, especially during the biggest NFT conference, you know, arguably in the world. Yeah, they were just trying to get... Right, they put their name out there. They're like, wow, like, who is this Adam Bomb Squad? You know, they, they're obviously hated enough to be on one of these signs. So, yep. you know, um, smart marketing, really smart marketing. I, I, can't, I can't hate them for that, but... Uh, it's funny, man. It's it's really funny. It, hey, Rad Dad. Uh, I apologize, Gunnar. Rad, I see Rad Dad's guy's mic off. He was the one that was just calling me. Oh, nice. Well, hey, welcome, brother. Good F- to see feel you. free to, yeah, Rad Dad, feel free to jump up here. I can uh, um, give you, well, I got a meeting right after this and then right after that, but I can give you a ring a little later here. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, dude, I don't know, man. It's it's some crazy stuff uh, with, you know, the, the New York City NFT convention. It's, yeah. You know, I, I love to see V friends out there. They're supporting really hard. Um, they have their own cafe. Uh, they made their own Uno cards, which I thought was really, really kind of fun and, yeah. and weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, you see a lot of these bigger NFT projects. Uh, you know, a lot of them are, are out in full force. Um, you know, the CryptoPunks, you got Board Ape, you got V friends, pretty much the blue chips that are out there right now. They're They're very much trying to make the world known that hey the you know the market's down but like it's okay we're still out here um which is is awesome it's good to see it's good to see these projects that are you know leading leading the space in a way um kind of doing it just fearlessly you know out in the open doing their thing so i think my favorite thing was the v friends merch bus Yes, dude. Yeah, they made they made a bus, dude. I love it. And I'm a little disappointed because I just owned a school bus and just sold it. Oh, n- dude, we could have our own merch bus out there. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> the like Oriana, I think, sent us that picture yesterday or whatever, or, or tagged us in it. Right. And like the moment I saw it, I'm like, damn it, I shouldn't have <laughs> sold that bus. 
Aaron, I love how you just owned a school bus. That's hilarious. Yeah, man. It. And, and and for context, this that was I uh, after the I built the bullfrog. Uh, I bought this school bus, and that was going to be like my next build. I was going to build this big like Overland truck and put like military tires on it, and then like you know all kinds of lights and like roof racks and stuff, and then build it like a camper. So that was my idea, and then a few weeks later, I began uh, building Lazy Eight. So I sold it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> smart, smart enough. Yeah, yeah, you didn't think at the time you'd need a school bus for Lazy Eight, but but yeah, well now, <laughs> yeah, now I'm like, well, I have to go buy a school bus, or 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 dude, or or we put like you know you know they make those smaller semi trailers, you know, like a twenty footer or thirty footer or something. Yeah, we could do we could just pull one with the bullfrog. <laughs> That that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd yeah, be just, just a little little like enclosed trailer, a little taco truck. Yeah, well that too. Merch. Yeah, I mean I'm down for the taco truck. Screw the merch. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we'll, we'll just let's we'll sell a lazy eight taco truck, just selling tacos out. Oh well, can we get some merch here? Oh no, that 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 bus is down the way. Yeah, we we yeah. we don't do merch here. Yeah, we, we just do tacos. <laughs> we do tacos though. Branded tacos. Dude, branded tacos. Like, like just hard shell that has like lazy eight burnt into the side of it. Yeah, well, I was thinking like a tortilla, you know, you get the soft shell thing. Yeah, we can make like, a brand. Yeah, a little brand there yeah. with the lazy eight. Yeah, I'd be That's down. actually a good idea, man. <laughs> if you could make a little steel logo, we could just heat that thing up and just brand our tacos. Yeah, we can we can even like, you know, put some edible spray paint on like our lettuce or something and, and put it over the top like blue and oh, yeah, blue and man. white. Just I'll make that. it amazing. That, that would look so gross. Uh, white of the, white meat. And before we derail too much, yeah. which we are, but that's what the mornings are for. Did you ever eat that colored ketchup when you were a kid? The purple or the green? Yes. Color? Yeah, it, absolutely. Dude, I used to put ketchup on my mac and cheese gross you never did <laughs> no no i don't do that <laughs> i don't know why i did that maybe it's because my brother's obsessed with ketchup he puts ketchup on everything like flame and yon ketchup like really? yeah everything everything potatoes ketchup well potatoes and ketchup makes uh, sense unless it's mashed potatoes that's kind of weird let's just put it this way i haven't eaten ketchup with anything but a burger and a brat since i put the purple ketchup on my mac and cheese back in 2004 <laughs> gross. dude that sounds like like frankenstein stuff dude, and little monster ketchup i think there was actually something about it well, it it did taste different to me, but then I had read about it years later or something, how that they had to discontinue it right away because it did change the taste so much, but it wasn't because it was psychologically it changed the taste. Really? Yeah. Just so the like color. I, yeah. I put the per I put that purple ketchup on my freaking mac and cheese, dude. Yeah, not good. Anyways. Not good. Yeah, yeah. Hey, before we derail too much, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you about this. Let this me tell you about the purple ketchup. ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, man. No, there's some really cool stuff happening. Um, Vitalik actually came out. Uh, you know, for anyone who doesn't know Vitalik, you probably should. Uh, you know, he's one of the the creators of Ethereum and kind of the go-to guy for it, right? And he he announced that you know, as well as moving from proof of work to proof of stake, um, the future of Ethereum has some really cool stuff coming to it. Are and you, are you referring to the? Um, I forget what it is, but it's. Uh, NFT that's attached to you forever. Yeah, so the Soulbound tokens. Yep. Which, yeah. first of all, as a gamer and S somebody who's gamed my entire life, yeah, SBTs. Yep. Um, but they are, they're game changing. Um, like that could be like a social security card or right. Yeah. Or whatever, so right? IDs and stuff. But yeah, it, and I suppose we can get into the use cases in a second. But you know, just what it is, right? right. So if you've played any video game, uh, specifically like World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy or really any game where, where gear tiers matter, um, a lot of times you can only get gear from beating like big bosses or doing like some crazy quest. And then once you get that, it's soul bounded, meaning it's on the account, it's on your character forever. You can't trade it, you can't sell it. 
And that is exactly the premise of these new this new wave of NFTs or SBTs, the soulbound tokens. So now a lot of people will be like, well, the whole point of NFT is so that you can, you know, sell it, it's an asset, it's something you can go forward. But with soulbound tokens, there are a lot of weird use cases for it that uh, are really game changing. And Vitalik was even like, this is the future of Ethereum. Something yeah. that's big. I think what uh, the article I was reading that you know, it was explaining it, it was something to do with, um, like, one of the examples was, like, um, um, you know, like a, I th it was some military award or whatever, but, like, once it's with Purple Heart, maybe, or whatever, like, once that award's with you, then it's with you, so they were saying that things like that in life where, like, it's gonna be tied to you till you die, right, can be that, so, like, if you're, like, classified as this, or if you're, if you, like, a, a, a degree, yeah, so exactly. So there's diploma. The the diploma degree one for sure, also certifications. Um the other one was a CV. So like a web3 CV, right? Like like what you've accomplished. Yeah. So for instance, right now it's one like of the It's like a credit score. Almost in yeah. a way where it collects. Yeah, I mean it's it's experience, right? Yeah. So I mean, right now one of the biggest problems in web3, we have a lot of undoxed people and you never know who if they are who they say they are. But now let's say, "Hey, I I was a bored ape admin okay well they're like all right well anyone can just fucking say that but now if you go oh yeah no here look at my wallet i have the soulbound token in here that was just for me i couldn't have bought it anywhere it was given to me from the board ape team and it says hey board ape admin so you can put your your positions there and create almost a cv or a, a resume if you right. will where you don't even need to be doxxed and these people will be able to have true authentication of who they are yeah, and the, there's no way to reset that. Just like you can't your credit score and things like that. It's not like you can just make a new, you know, SBT wallet or whatever. Right. It's like, it's like the I would think the wallet or that is like it'll be like a professional that's it. wallet. Yeah, yeah, that's what you get. And and there's not a really good way you can't steal them. Right. right. So that's like right now you see like oh I had ten board apes and all of them were stolen. With an SBT you can't. There's no way. Now th you you can still get hacked, right? Like if someone got your seed phrase yeah. or they got into your account they could take control over that wallet, which w right now they're kind of talking about, like, well, how, how do we prove that or, or fix that, right? Because if you're somebody that has your entire life on your wallet, um, especially in the form of SBT tokens, okay, well, I lost my seed phrase. Yeah, it's as simple as that. I misplaced it or I lost my ledger, and it was all stored on my ledger. Like, all right, well, what do I do? So they, they talked about a lot of it will be, like, true community, um, like, uh, or or rather, like, SBT granting agencies, you know, right? Like if you're like the board ape people, and we'll use that as an example, right? Board ape admin, and they're like, hey, we gave you the board mate, board ape moderator admin token uh, in your SBT wallet. Well, if you lost control of it, you can be like, okay, well, the agency for this SBT is the board ape. So you'd go to them and be like, hey, you know, I I got hacked. Uh, I don't have access to my wallet anymore. Here's proof that I am who I am. Um, can I get that reissued? And they should be able to reissue that. The other thing that um, one of the red flags there was like, well, what if you just you can put whatever you want there? I mean, you could put some really, you know, uh, you could put some really horrible shit in somebody's wallet and it's there forever and they can't get rid of it. Right. Um, but the the flip side of that is we've already seen OpenSea now where if you send a, a different NFT, it goes right to hidden. So it, the same would be for Soulbound tokens, because you might not want everybody seeing your resume all the time. So having access over to what is public and what is private, um, you know, is, is pretty important, especially in 
in a form of, you know, open seas or applying for jobs or something like that. Um, you know, and if you want to go really, really extreme with it, you know, you look at things like um, religious persecution. You know, if you went to a religious event and they were granting out SBTs to everybody's wallet and now it's something that, you know, it's, it's tied there for life, you're going to want to be able to hide that at times, right? Because if you, you know, you look back and I, I hate to use the, the 1940s or 19 late 30s Germany as an example, but I mean, if you had, you know, if we were all using SBTs and, and it was that easy to identify people based off of, you know, what religion they were in and what was going on, there, there's an issue there, which is why it's important to have, you know, have some sort of ability to hide or ability to, you know, put that and bring them out when you can. So right. that is something Vitalik's working on, but on the flip side, the gains, what you can actually do. So not only in, in terms of degrees, certifications, uh, you know, your Web3 CV or resume, but also receipts. Receipts is a huge thing because now, and, and I've had this idea for a very long time, and you've probably heard me pitch it at least once or twice, is the idea of, of vehicles and service. Um, you know, everyone here has probably heard of Carfax or some sort of similar agency, right, where like, hey, I'm about to buy this new vehicle. What sort of stuff have, has been done to it? Yeah, well, dude, this is, this is where the medical records, the vehicle records, all right. records come into play. Yeah, I mean, your medical record one? Receipt I mean, is just an SBT? Yeah. That's with you forever. It says you paid for that in 1997 or right. whatever. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. So, like, yeah, now, instead of going uh, and being like, hey, I know it says that I had open heart surgery, but I actually sold my receipt for my heart, my open heart surgery to some other guy, so now it looks like he did, that's problematic. But if it's soul bound and, it, and it's tied to a specific wallet that I have access to, and obviously you'd probably have to have some way of being like, this is my public wallet um, or even my health record wallet, you can go ahead and do that. And then from there, you have all of your history right there. Um, for a vehicle, for instance, instead of having to go to a shop and like each shop ha handles them differently, you know, as new vehicles come out, you can have some sort of wallet that's tied right into the, you know, right into the truck have some sort of ledger that's stored in the vehicle. Yeah. Plug something in for the, the people to see, like, all right, hey, I'm going to take a look real quick at what you've had done to your truck, you know, and you do that before you buy or sell a vehicle. I mean, that that to me, for, first of all, that, that's that's something I've been bullish on now for all, all, like, seven, eight months I've been in the space. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I, I think is going to change the auto industry. Yeah, absolutely. We got one question. Yeah, what's up? Just a question, guys. Will the yachts have a showroom for other NFTs because I have some beautiful art NFTs that I want to show in my yacht? Yeah, so that's the plan as of now. So uh, at our beta test, no, our beta test is going to be very quick. It's going to be something that um, pretty much just go and explore the yacht. It'll be your guys' first real um, interaction of seeing the whole thing, You know, being able to fly around, take pictures, uh, you know, show off certain rooms that you guys like and, and do that. Um, so the beta test is going to be pretty rudimentary. It's going to be something just to really highlight the asset. But going forward, you know, there's a reason why uh, all of the the actual um, attributes of the yacht are on the outside. So if you look right now, our, our five or six, um, you know, attributes or rarity attributes, uh, we have the top color, the whole color, the trim color, logo, flag, and then background. And all of those we want to – oh, and, and furniture. Um so, like, the furniture on the outside and stuff uh, are different colors. Um, so, some might be pine. I think there's blue, and I think there's, uh, you know, uh, tan. But uh, 
there's a reason why we didn't put any of the interior as uh, a part of the NFT. And the reason being is to start, we're going to have kind of a blanket interior that has all these rooms. Um, but the goal is to give you guys some sort of customizability. So as far as putting different NFTs on display, uh, you know, there's going to be rooms for create a room for creativity on how you want to do that. Uh, so if you want to make a little art gallery in one part of the, one part of the thing, you can do that. And also creating that that asset in Unreal Engine that um, you know ties to your wallet and you can put up as like a showboard is actually one of the easiest things to do from a dev angle um, in the space. So most most metaverses that you see have that capability in some way, shape, or form. And the reason being is that um, all you need to do is when it ties to your wallet, it actually looks at where that um, where that pointer in the JSON is pointed at. And then it just displays it as a flat image. So, yes, it's it's going to be relatively simple to do that. And our goal is to have you be able to display it creativity or creatively how you want. So, you know, right now uh, we may have some things up on the side of the wall, but there's no reason that you know we couldn't make that into hey, put whatever NFT you want where you want it. Um, you know, long term, being able to rearrange furniture and set up the rooms how you want. Um, this is all kind of our 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 big goal uh grand scheme there but yes you know we we understand that people have other art uh i have other art that i want to show in my yacht so um yeah there'll definitely be capabilities for that amazing yep we got the thumbs up to celebrate because yeah that being able to have like an nft showroom is was part of that platform idea of having an asset right because yeah that's gonna be very cool especially when you know people do have awesome art and you know to to ha be like you know, this is my awesome NFT art yacht and then have my awesome NFT ape on the wall inside. Right. It's pretty cool. Well, also, what about just selling, right? Like, if you wanted to come out and say, hey, we're having a, yeah, a sure. gala on our yacht today. Meet us in our metaverse. Um, you know, you can bring a whole bunch of people onto it. Everyone's kind of hanging out. And then, you know, your main purpose of this is having it be a sort of virtual world business in that aspect of I'm selling my NFTs on the yacht and have people walk around and you know, check them out and buy what they want to buy or, you know, just admire it or do what they want to do. The I garage mean, sale way of NFTs. Right. Man. NFT garage sale. Yeah. We could literally, we could call, NF, NFT, NFT, what could you call a yacht that would relate to a garage kind of, like uh, an NFT something sale. Uh, Get, yeah, gallery sale or something. I don't know. Right, yeah, yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah, it's. You could play on that idea. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll get, we always do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yes, that's that's one of the main goals, right? Like we talked about virtual world businesses and there's a lot of different avenues for that. And one of which is just yeah, if you guys want to use it as a as a, you know, a, a platform to sell your NFTs, you know, we want to be able to inspire that and allow that the best way we can. Um, you know, obviously we have other virtual world businesses plans, virtual world business plans as well, but yeah, I mean, we got to make sure that, you know, at its very basic use case that you know, we're, we're letting people be able to, you know, highlight their own things because that's the one thing business-wise we all have in common here is that almost 99.9% .9 of NFT enthusiasts or people in Web3 space, they want to make more money. Like, people want to make money. It's just money makes the world go around, right? So you're either looking for good investments or, you know, you're looking to to get some sort of reward from doing some sort of staking or yield farming thing. If you're more like the crypto type, some people really want to flip NFTs. You know, other people might want to go and I want to 
host uh host a dispensary on our yacht um and and make some sort of kickback from that or i want to go and uh rent out my yacht so that other people can use them i mean these are ways right now the nft space has a weird thing where there's not a lot of money that is just generated from it that isn't investment related um and the biggest way to do that is actually through renting uh, so not just us. I'm not talking about Lazy Eight here, but the NFT space as a whole. You know, if you're able to rent NFTs, that's something that's like, like rent them to use their utility. That has a huge, uh, huge potential for the space because it's more money being added to the ecosystem without uh, anybody coming out, right? So like, if you, for instance, want to use the Board Ape uh, utility and be like, I'm gonna rent this for four hours so I can use this utility. Well, whatever that was just priced at, that's four hours of board ape rent, whatever that number ends up being, is put into the ecosystem. This person uses the utility. They're probably going to do some more stuff. But it's one of the only transactions that doesn't involve trading or buying an NFT. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we want to set it up so that, you know, it's profitable and, and make sure that there's there's multiple different ways for y'all to make some money, um, you know, while using our yachts. Yeah, dude, you just gave up my good idea. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> the air, the Airbnb like NFT platform. Right. That that actually be super sick. Oh yeah, no, we talked about that before. Yeah, dude, that was one of my big ideas months ago. Right. Yeah. We should probably dev that out now that we got really smart people listening. We should probably yeah. be like, hey, we should probably dev that before. Yeah. That. yeah. Before somebody <laughs> takes it. <laughs> no, you know that's the other thing. What's weird, you know, being in the dev space for so long, uh, some people are very hesitant to talk about their ideas or, um, you know, business plans and stuff like that. Get so big you don't have to worry about somebody stealing your shit. Right. I was listening to Elon Musk yesterday talk about patents. Yeah, he's like, I don't get patents on anything. So he's like, somebody was like talking to me one day. He's like, so do you have patents on all the Tesla parts? And he's like, why? He's like, am I really going to waste my time on that? Like if somebody else wants to do it, like great. Build well, off of what I built. And they're even further where they may even have the patents, but they say they're open and anyone can use them. Right. But basically... <clears throat> Basically, Elon Musk's take on it is like you're just buying a lottery ticket to a lawsuit with patents. Right. He's like the only people that ever make out are the lawyers. Right. You know. So like, and and at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, Tesla is the biggest automotive company in the world now. But it's like, <coughs> why is people? Why are people so scared of like ideas being stolen? Because that's how the next idea gets built. Yeah, I think so. I I think there's. There's two weird takes there, right? Like, one, it's like, yes, it's awesome that Elon Musk does that. Um, and I think his heart's in the right place with it. Uh, I was watching an interview with him as well, which was just like, yeah, if if somebody can go out, use that technology, and make a better, uh, more efficient uh, electric vehicle, well, then everybody wins, and it's better for the world. And he's like, I think Tesla's going to be the best. He's like, but if it's not... Somebody will figure it out better. Right. And, and that's a good mentality. I, I think... Where patents come into play that, and where it's important in my eyes are where it's something that's truly unique and, and, a, and an interesting idea, and it's something that people might not have. They might not be the richest man on planet Earth, and maybe it's something that they're building towards. So, right. you yeah, know, I for agree. instance, if you have a if you have a little, you talk about like your your iPad, right? Mm -hmm. There's some guy that invented just the little plastic clip that clips to the side of it, and it, it just redirects the volume to the front of your face. That dude, he needed a patent, and he got one. But like, if he hadn't, I mean, dude, 
Anyone can do that. And now that's true. If you're some guy doing that in your in your garage, and you're like, hey, I think this is a great idea, and I'm gonna sell these for three ninety nine, and I'm gonna be just grinding my ass off doing this, and then all of a sudden you got Amazon being like, well, fuck. I mean, we can do that, and we can sell them for five ninety nine, and I can go and and make them for you know eighty cents a pop. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. It, I think patents more so give the little guy a fighting chance. Yep. Whereas I agree. when I feel like the big corporations get those patents, I, I like that Elon Musk is doing what he does because it's. He's like, I already got yeah a ton of money. Like, if someone else can come and be creative and do something great and beat that, by all means, go do it. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah, it definitely gives gives the little guy a fighting chance for sure. Right. I just feel like he can be a little bit more risk adverse, but the. The other thing, though, is I, you know, whether it's app development or platform development, applications, NFT projects, crypto projects, my thought is, like, the more you talk about it, the better the idea ends up becoming. So, um, you know, when I was working on, number one, my my game that I worked on a couple years ago, that was something that I was like, hey, I'm going to tell everyone about, uh, you know, see what they think, see if they can improve it, see if it's a game they'd play. Um you know, when my friend and I went and uh, last year or two two years ago, uh, you know, I'm I'm big into like hunting and, and fishing and stuff. And uh, my friend was talking about this idea about creating almost like a lease your hunting land sort of thing. And um, yeah, he was kind of weird about like talking about the idea to people. And I was like, man, like first of all, anyone who who would use this platform is not like gonna hear it and be like, all right, it's time to steal your idea. I I think. There's a lot less people stealing ideas, uh, which, I mean, I guess is weird to say in the NFT space, considering if you look at our OpenSea, you'll see like four or five collections of people literally stealing our IP. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but, I mean, by and large, uh, those people, first of all, awesome. Nobody's bought any of their stuff, which is super cool. I checked the other day. Uh, it got me nervous because it said there were two owners in that collection. But then I looked and there's zero volume, which is great. But, um, no, I think I think marketplace of ideas, letting things flow and, and really kind of Letting people know what you're up to and, you know, getting feedback is the best way to grow. So, 